to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Happy 2024. We are entering into a new year. In the Jewish calendar, this is the year of the open doors. This is the year of the open door. So I'm very excited about the open doors and opportunities for you and I for 2024. So I would like to open up with a revelation that I think will help help you manifest the blessings that our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus died on the cross to give us. One of the interesting things is there's a foundational truth that almost sounds heretical, but it's in the word, it's, it's God's word, and that's just the bottom line. But when Jesus died on the cross, he died for all sin, for every person born in the past, the present, and the future, and all their sins, past, present, and future sins. All sins were paid for by His blood. The Father's wrath, because the Father is holy, came down on His only begotten Son for the sins. So, though, as Andrew Womack's been saying all these few weeks, the war is over between mankind and God. Daddy God, you vahe, right? So, what are you saying, Dr. Day? Are you saying that I can sin to my heart's content and as long as I accept Christ Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I'm going to heaven? If you truly accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're not going to want to keep on sinning. Matter of fact, when you are born again, it's going to bother you whenever you are out of line with God's word. Now, this is the tricky part, everybody. You're, everything is clear with God. Your sins are covered. Matter of fact, sickness and disease, lack and poverty, that's all covered. God gave us his righteousness, the righteousness of Christ Jesus. He gave us his riches and wealth. He gave us his healing and health. So it was a whole package, not just that we have eternal life, the abundant life, right? When you go to heaven or hell, it's not about sin. It's about, did you accept Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior or not? If you did, you are forgiven. And all forgiven people go to heaven. And if you did not accept Christ Jesus' blood, His blood, for the forgiveness of your sins, you are unforgiven and you're going to hell. A simple, very simple formula. Okay? So, what is the big deal about sin? So, so if sins are covered, am I free and clear? To do whatever I want to do. No, you're not, because we have an enemy on this accursed earth. His name is Satan, the devil. He, he basically is here to steal, kill, and destroy you, your family, your dreams, everything. And his inroads to us in our bodies and in our souls is sin. Because the wages of sin is death. So a lot of people think of death like I'm going to die, but death is also in the form of sickness and disease. Death is in the form of depression. Death is in the form of poverty, lack. Those are all variations of death. 
right? So that's why we line ourselves up with God's word and we choose not to sin. It has nothing to do with us going to heaven, but it does have a lot to do with whether we're not, we're going to have hell on earth until we get to heaven, right? So that is the ticket. The big deal is, is that if you accept Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior, your sins are wiped clean. You're as white as snow. You get, you're a new creation, a new creature in Christ Jesus. And then you're sealed, sealed with the Holy Spirit. So that's how we're able to worship Daddy God Uavahe in spirit and in truth. As a matter of fact, our new born again spirit is an exact duplication of our Lord and Savior's Christ Jesus spirit. That's right. We got double Christ Jesus spirit in us and we're sealed by the Lord God, Holy Spirit. That's the spirit that raised Christ Jesus from the dead. Right? So that's an awesome, awesome thing. So what is the deal about the soul and the body? We're going to get a new redeemed body, brand new. We're going to get a new body. The soul is being renewed. That's the activity of our mind, our will, and our emotions, right? So the activity of our mind and our will and our emotions is our soul. That has to be steadily renewed with the Word of God. We got to wash in the Word and pray. Now, let's talk about all these things like tithing and going to church, and doing good deeds on the earth, right? Um, let's talk about that. When we are born again and saved, it's Jesus and nothing else. That's right. Jesus the Christ and nothing else. You don't, tithing doesn't get you saved. Doing good deeds doesn't get you saved. Living a holy, consecrated life doesn't get you saved. So what is the big deal? Not only do we not want to sin, but we want to abide in God's word. That means we want to be doers of the word. So why is that so important since it has, it's not going to get us saved? Because it's Jesus' blood and nothing else, right? This is the, this is the revelation that God revealed to me through his Holy Spirit. It's about our hearts. When we sin, we harden our hearts. God is perpetually sending love. God is perpetually sending blessings. God is a good God, and he wants the best for us. He wants us to have an abundant life. But you can't hear, you can't receive if your heart is hardened. And when you sin, when you don't abide in the word, your heart Heart gets hardened, and you can't hear God, right? Now, when you read your word, when you go and fellowship in the body of Christ, when you pay your tithe, when you abide in the word, live the word, live that word in your life, build your life on the rock, Christ Jesus, right? Your heart gets softened. And softer and softer and softer, right? So, 
it is very critical that we live this kind of life so that our hearts can be softened and we can hear and receive the words that God is giving to us so that we can see manifestation of heaven on earth in our lives. There's no sickness and disease in heaven. There's no lack and poverty in heaven. The, the atmosphere is permeated with love and peace and joy. That's what you want on earth, right? At least that's what I want. So the main thing here is, is that we want our hearts softened and we want to manifest. We want our lives to manifest heaven on earth. Okay, now, the other major revelation that I got going into 2024 is success versus significance. Success versus significance. S-U-C-C-E-S-S, right? So, everybody pretty much wants to be successful. They want to have success in their lives. And guess what? That's not a bad thing. But what you really want more so than success is significance. And I got that straight from um, Pastor Ron Carpenter, right? Significance. Mother Teresa didn't have a lot as far as material things in this world. But Mother Teresa was significant. And her life impacted a lot of people, even to this day, right? So what we want in our lives is to be significant, right? We want to be significant. So that's kind of what's on my heart is being a, being blessed and being a blessing to others. The other interesting thing that, you know, God has been training me up on is that in my family line, we are givers. Like we, we're sacrificial givers. And so God is trying to train me up in how to manage that properly. And I get tapped, you know, quite a bit by people to help people. But I've gotten to the point now where I help until the Holy Spirit says enough. And the reason why I do that is because there was a season in my life that I was like, when I was a, a geophysicist for ExxonMobil, for Mobile Oil, I was like the ATM for my family and friends. Just money just flowed out of me. And the Holy Spirit kept saying, Edith, Edith, slow it down. Edith, let me deal with this. Edith. And I wouldn't listen. I would, I would always fall for the story. And guess what? God said, okay, he turned the spigot off me. What does that mean? That means the money stopped, stopped flowing through me because I was becoming a hindrance to the Lord and when he's trying to deal with people. And this is what he told me. When I went through this season, all the people that I had given money to, loaned money to, whatever, not one of them could help me. Not one. And this is what the Lord told me during that season. And I'm telling you today. He said, Edith, 
I give them money. I, I take care of them just like I take care of you. He said, but what you do with your money, you tithe on your money. You save your money. You don't go out and buy the red bottom shoes. You don't go out and buy all these expensive things. You, you, you don't do that, right? You don't go to the boat. You don't go to the lottery. You don't go to the racetracks. You don't go to the dog races. You just don't, right? So you're, you're a good steward of your money and people know this. So what happens is, they take their money that I give them and they go to the boat. They go to the racetracks. They buy the red bottom shoes. They do all these things. And then when it's time for the rent, and then when it's time for diapers for the baby, and then when it's time for milk for the baby, then they call you up and say, Edith or Gail, if they're one of my old friends, they'll call me Gail. And they'll say, we need, we need money for rent. We need money to feed the baby. We need diapers. And, you know, of course, you know, you don't want a baby to do it out. And so he said, but Edith, you have to let me take care of this. So now I do still minister financially to people, and especially when the Holy Spirit tells me to. But I'm, I'm very careful in 2024 to line my life up to be a good steward. Because guess what? <laughs> surprise, surprise. Jesus is coming back, guys. The rapture is right around the corner. And let me tell you something. God is going to want an accounting of what we have done with the talents. Now, this is not about sin. This is about stewardship. This is about being, um, taking the talents and the gifts and all the blessings that God has given us and being a blessing to others, right? This is about increase. That's right. Daddy God, you a vahe expects us to increase. And you know, they did the story of the talent. And I know you heard the story about the five talent and the um, two talent and the one talent. But let me, there's one that's even um, in the Bible also about the 10 talents. What happened was 10, what, 10 individuals and the master gave them each a talent. A talent back in those days would be equivalent to about 60 some thousand dollars today. A talent of gold, right? So each, each individual took their talent and got busy. The one at the top, he actually or she actually made 10 more talents from their one talent. So there was a multiplication, an increase of 10. There was another person, a male or female, can't, don't know which, but they took their one talent and they made five more talents. Multiplication increase of five talents and so on and so on until we got down to the one person with the one talent who had made, had no increase. He didn't lose it though. That was a good thing. He didn't lose the talent, but there was no increase. Matter of fact, he or she took the talent, buried it in the ground, 
right? And so when the master came back to get an accounting of what each individual did with their talents, he went to the one with the 10 talents and he said, he said, master, you gave me one talent. I got 10. He said, wow. He said, you have been faithful over a little. So now I'm going to put you in charge of 10 cities. And I did research on this and I looked at the budgets of some of these cities like Chicago and, and Los Angeles and even in um, Hong Kong, right? Billions and billions of dollars, these cities, some of these cities are. And you're in charge of that, right? Their, their administration. Same thing with the person with the five talents. The master gave him or him or her five cities to be in charge of. And then when he got down, when the master got down to the person with the one talent, this is what happened. This individual said, we knew, I knew that you were a hard taskmaster. So his, his image, his impression of the, of the father was very negative. He said, I knew you were a hard taskmaster that you reap what you do not sow. <laughs> you know, and, and so here's your one talent. And you know what, what the father said to him? Or her, you wicked and lazy servant. You could have at least put it in the bank and God made me interest. God expects increase, Lord. God expects increase from each and every one of us. And guess what? He took the one talent from that man or that woman and gave it to the individual who had 10 talents. Now, we have systems now that say you take from the rich or you take from the person who's diligent and does well and give it to the poor. It don't, not in the kingdom of God. Now, widows and the poor, they will always be taken care of. But as far as being over 10 cities, that won't be happening. You have to qualify. Now, this has nothing to do with going to heaven. This is about the rewards and the responsibilities that you will receive when you get to heaven. Your works will be put through the fire. If it's gold works and the golden works are soul winning, God is interested in souls, winning souls to the kingdom, you know. That's not going to burn up. Silver is not going to burn up, but wood, hay, and stubble, that's going to burn up. That, those are, those are deeds of the flesh. Those are things that have nothing to do with the kingdom, you know. So, yes, there will be an accounting for your stewardship of what you have done, but that has nothing to do with going to heaven or hell, right? So, that's interesting. So, what people don't seem to understand is, is that we are going to be held accountable for what we do on this earth. And I'm going to tell y'all right now, 2024, you need to make hay while the sun is shining because prophecy says 2025, 2025, is, is going to be, right now we're under God's mercy. We are, we're in a season of grace. Now we're in a season of God's mercy. But the door will be shut 
2025, and there will be an accountability. There will be a judgment. Now, the thing about it is those of us who belong to Christ Jesus is going to be like the land of Gosha in Egypt. When they when Egypt was in total darkness, Gosha had light. None of the plagues hit Gosha. The 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 the, the um angel of death bypassed all passed over all the children of God, all all the children of God. So and every there was an accountability. A lot of people don't realize this, but there was a mass massacre. The Egyptians um, when Joseph had passed away and that Pharaoh had passed away, the new Pharaoh didn't remember how Joseph, God had used the Hebrew Joseph to save Egypt and the world with the wisdom of God. So when the, the, fam, the seven years of famine came, not only did Egypt survive, but Egypt thrived and became, and the Pharaohs for the first time in the history became very wealthy because of what? Joseph, right? So after Joseph passed, the, the new Pharaoh saw that the um, Jewish people were just increasing and multiplying, right? Because God likes multiplication. So they went from being the favorite people in the land to becoming slaves, right? And so... They were just beaten and whipped. And the more they brutalized them, the more they, they did things to the Jewish people, the, the more they prospered, the more they multiplied to the point where there were more Jewish people than Egyptians at almost at one point. So the Pharaoh decided that all the, all the male babies should be thrown into the Nile and eaten by the crocodile. So basically, it was another horrific um, genocide of the Jewish people. But Moses, he he survived. His God spoke to his mother, and she built a basket like an ark with tar and pitch and papaya, and put her baby son in it. And um, Miriam watched it as it went, and it was went into the um, pool where. The Pharaoh's sister was taking a bath and she opened up the basket and fell in love with Moses. As a matter of fact, she's the one that named him Moses, right? So, so there was, but when Moses came back after 80 years out in the desert, and we go through that story another time, why, how he ended up there. But when he came back, one of the first Plagues, the very first plague when Pharaoh went to, when Moses went to Pharaoh and told him that God said, let his people go. And Pharaoh said, no. The first thing was the Nile River turned to blood. Now, the, what's pretty significant about this is that God was letting Pharaoh know, I remember all the blood, all the blood of my my Hebrew babies that you threw into the Nile and made the Nile a river of what? Blood, right? So 
that was pretty profound. I, you know, I finally, I saw that revelation just recently when, um, God, when God had Moses put his, the rod, which was the staff of God now in the, in the Nile. And then guess what? The river turned to blood. And every one of the plagues was connected to one of the Egyptian gods, the fly, the toads, the the frogs. So, but the last one was the doozy. The last one was the firstborn of every household was going to die, including the livestock. Even the animals died, the firstborn. So, God doesn't, you know, God takes care of his people. God, of course, loves all people. And he has a plan where through the Jewish people is the Messiah, Christ Jesus, which is to save the world. God gave his only begotten son to save the world. And God gave to his church the Holy Spirit. And that's another another um, teaching. We'll talk about that. Because you're going to need to be empowered. You're going to need to walk in the supernatural in 2024. You need to walk and be have the second baptism the second baptism of the Lord God, Holy Spirit. Now, Dr. David, Dr. David, what is the second baptism of the Lord God, Holy Spirit? Well, when you become saved, the Holy Spirit draws you to Christ Jesus and you accept him as your Lord and Savior. So that is the first baptism of the Holy Spirit. When you accept Christ Jesus is your Lord and Savior. But the second baptism of the Holy Spirit and the, and the baptism of fire is, it's like the first baptism, you drink a glass of water. The second baptism, you're thrown into the Pacific Ocean. You're surrounded. It's, it's in the second baptism that we have the power gifts, that we have the we are, we have the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, self-control against such there is no law. Now, a lot of people might not recognize that word meekness and meekness means to be, to have strength under or power under submission and authority of God's word. See, Jesus was meek. He was extremely powerful, but he submitted himself under the submission of the Father. Daddy God, you ain't So, meekness doesn't mean you're weak. Matter of fact, meekness means you're strong, but that you are under the control of the Lord God, Holy Spirit. You're under the control of Daddy God, you right? So, so you have the fruits of the Spirit, but you also have what? The gifts of the Spirit. And this is where the power comes in. And that is what? You walk in wisdom. That is so critical. You walk in knowledge. That is very critical. You walk in um, faith. 
right? Um, and this is different from every, we all get a measure of faith, but this is a gift of the Holy Spirit. This is, this is, um, supernatural faith. Well, you have the faith to believe something on a miraculous level. And it is impossible to please the Father. It is impossible to please God without faith. Right? So then you have what? You have um, healing, miracles, healing, and prophecy. Miracles are very important. A lot of people want to say there's no more miracles. Oh, yeah, I, I had a miracle just the other day. I was at the dentist's office coming back um, after my um, getting my crown and my mom. She was hungry, so we're headed back. Now, this is awesome. We I, I drove all the way to the dentist's office, no problem. Drove all the way back from the dentist's office, almost to the house, and we stop at Sam's Country Buffet. That's one of my mother's favorite. And so we order our food. My mother goes in and gets it. I'm sitting out in the car. And guess what happens? The car will not start. And you know why I think it was awesome? is because God didn't let the car break down on the highway. God protected me until I got to Sam Country Buffet. God had my mom and I sat down and ate a nice dinner and drank uh, soda, Sprites. And guess what? I called AAA and also my good friend, Jeff Clark. He drove over to check on us as well. So... AAA came and guess what happened? It was the same AAA driver that sold me my battery, Lloyd. And they, he looked it up and guess what? My warranty was still good. And guess what? Not only did he start up my car, but he put in a brand new battery in my car because of the graciousness and the goodness of God. That's what I'm talking about. God is good and he cares about everything in our life, not just the big things, but the little things as well. So miracles do exist. I'm a walking miracle right now to, to be alive and walking and being healed, manifestation in my body. This is nothing but the grace of God. I'm blessed to have my mother Esther Williams. That woman has been a blessing to me. I just love this little old lady. She don't, she's not that old anyway. And she's pretty good looking. Men are still trying to talk to her to this very day. But anyway, so I just wanted to share this for 2024. I think that these are some very important nuggets. That God gave us. But let me finish up the other gifts. So you got miracles. You've got healing. You've got prophecy. But you also have discernment of spirits. And discernment of spirits are very, very critical. You, you, you don't want to be deceived. I didn't have that gift operating like I should. Although the Holy Spirit was trying to get my attention and I lost a $14 million deal because I did not discern the spirits. You better believe I'm discerning the spirits now.
So discernment of spirits, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And why is tongues so important? Speaking in tongues edifies the body. Also, it's the pure word of God from the throne into this physical domain, this third dimension, as Pastor Dr. Bill Winston says, goes directly. And so you may be interceding for somebody in China or somebody in Iran or somebody in Gaza. You may be interceding for people somewhere. God could use you to help somebody through tongues. So that's why speaking in tongues is so critical. Okay, and you're talking to a person who was raised Roman Catholic and didn't believe in speaking in tongues. But did God let that stop him? I was on my treadmill walking, working out in the 80s with my Bible open, reading my word. And boom, I was speaking in what? Tongues. And it makes a big difference. So we have the gifts of the spirit. That's what baptism and fire, baptism of the Lord God, Holy Spirit. Now you walk in power. You can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. You can speak to the mountains, the problems of your life, and tell them to be removed and be cast into the sea. You can walk on the water, the troubles of this world. You can see the manifestation of heaven on this earth through the power of the Lord God Holy Spirit. So, as you know, I don't like to um, end this broadcast without saying Romans 10, 9. That is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Thank you once again for joining me on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM, Wave 94, Dr. Edith Davis. Your glory, God, is what our hearts long for to be your